What's up, everybody? It's your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and we have another compilation-styled episode where we're going to talk about negativity. I did a three-part series on this topic, and I think right now, especially at least in my life, I've been having lots of negative thoughts with what's going on, and I wanted to bring these back to light, and I think I've recorded this about um, a year ago, but honestly they still hold true today and honestly negativity can erode your entire life when it comes to trying to achieve any fitness goal out there so i really wanted to shed some more detailed light on this topic to kind of give you some tools to make sure you succeed this week and going into this year so let's get right into it here's episode 512 514 and 515 on negativity. What is up on my podcast uh, listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski. And again, I got my little stabilizer that will <clears throat> follow me around and hopefully it doesn't freak out if my face moves too quickly. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. One, I really miss these car sessions but you know my life has kind of been flipped upside down with the flooding of my place but I digress um, I want to talk about negativity today we're gonna to get right into it without me rambling um, I think this particular topic people overlook so much when it comes to any facet of their life when it comes to something as difficult as weight loss, starting a exercise routine, getting more mobility, getting pain-free, whatever you know your goal is. Having a negative environment, having negative people, and having negative relationships in your life will sure as shit make sure that you won't be successful. I've seen it so many times in my clients' lives as well as my own life. And I always tell people that in order for you to be successful in weight loss, imagine if you had a partner at home that didn't truly support your endeavors when it came to you know being consistent, going to the gym, or um, you, know, you trying to cook healthier, prep for the week, go to sleep earlier, cut down on the booze, cut down going out to eat, things like that, and they kind of just looked out for themselves, then, you know, you're probably not going to be that successful, right? It kind of comes to a shock to me where I've worked with couples before, and just hearing one side of it where say the husband, wife, whoever, decides to take health as a priority and they'll tell me that their partner's not really into it and sometimes even puts them down or makes fun of them if they were, you know, trying to get an extra session in when they're trying to go away on vacation or little things like that. This, like, we live in such a fast-paced world where little things little jabs without you you even knowing you're getting 
can build up to a large fallout. I've seen it so many times in couples where one's really, really passionate about their health, the other one could care less. And that becomes a tough dynamic. You know, I would imagine that it feels really difficult where you have this routine of like, I don't know, every Friday night you go out and buy like pub food and you overeat, you overdrink and you do that week in, week out, month after month, year after year and you're like, well, why aren't I losing weight? I've seen way too many people destroy a week's worth of, you know, a perfect diet and a perfect uh, training week with one or two days over the weekend where you binge like crazy, you know? And step one, honestly, is to have a better relationship with your spouse or just having a talk because you don't have to assume or expect that your spouse or partner is going to jump on the bandwagon of health with you. Right, so it's unfair for them and unfair for you to assume that they're gonna do the same thing. Reality is, you need to discuss it with them because as much as you're your own person, when it comes to having a partner in your life, everything needs to be discussed. And this is why like a lot of relationships end up failing because someone buys something fucking expensive that's not needed like a, I don't know, a fucking 70 inch TV and it costs five grand to buy and you didn't consult with your partner, that's probably gonna stir up some shit, you know? And then people are surprised that their, you know, relationships are not doing well. So same thing with fitness and health. Like if you are serious about it, you need to make sure your partner's on board with it and supports it. Even though they're not going to join you, going to the gym, going to this class, going on this walk, joining a run group, whatever the fuck it is, you need to make sure they're 100% on board and will be there to support you. I remember one of my first clients, she was so gung-ho to make sure that she stays on top of her health and focuses on herself and like she found exercise was like a great source of mental relief and like that was her mental health and her husband was the complete opposite just did not care you know had one of those labor jobs so he felt that um that was enough to stay active and healthy and i remember signing up for this obstacle course race with my client and he came with her he was there at the start line he was chatting with me and all the other people uh, participating he was like so supportive he's like oh you guys are gonna have like such a great time this looks so cool and he was not like personally into it at all but because he knew his partner was all about it he showed his support his enthusiasm for it now if you had someone like that rooting in your corner like a fucking cheerleader a hundred percent you would be super super successful Whereas if you had someone that when you came home, they're just sitting on their ass on the TV, doesn't pay attention to you, and you're trying to tell them about your workout or like that you signed up for a 10K now that you've done your 5K and they're just like, oh, cool, yeah, whatever. Like that's not gonna help you push in any positive direction. So you need to have these serious conversations with your partners that 
hey, this is what I'm gonna be doing. I need you for support. I don't expect you to fall under the same thing that I wanna do, but you need to be there for me when I need it. And if they're for it, like usually when you have that conversation, they're like, oh shit, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm with you on this. So worst case, they're just like, uh-huh, yep. And no, that's already a red flag. Like I'm not gonna get this whole podcast episode into like relationship advice, because I don't think I'm nowhere near at a point where I could, even though I have 15 years of marriage under my belt. Well, not marriage, being in, this, in the same relationship with the same woman and being married for five years. But um, I think I have a little bit of, uh, you know, say in uh, relationship advice. But um, moving on from just like partners, like you're close friends. If your close circle of friends are same thing, constantly going to the bar every single weekend, having drinks, having this, having that. There's nothing wrong about doing like social things, but if it's like every single weekend, you're having that burger, beers, drinks, dessert, whatever it is, over and over again, probably not gonna help you get towards your goals. And there's nothing wrong with like enjoying those things, but if you are serious about improving your health and it becomes a habit, it's very hard to break out of it because then Friday turns into spills into Saturday and you have two days during the week where you're having drinks, having junk food, it's gonna add up. And the same thing, you can have a conversation with your friends about, hey, like I'm really passionate about my health right now, so I might not have drinks next time we go out. Like you, you can do a 50-50 and do slow transitions. Like I've had a lot of people in my life where they absolutely, absolutely loved to drink beer, take shots, whatever it is, and then now they're sober because they've realized that drinking in social settings doesn't actually enhance their um, time in a positive way. Sometimes it just takes, you know, just going out, you know, change the scenery because if you're like me, you're going in and out of work every single day, week after week, and sometimes, you know, things, days blend into each other, and you're like, oh shit, it's already Friday, like, I haven't even thought about what I'm supposed to do this weekend, so sometimes just going out with friends and just dishing it out and talking shit and, you know, being social helps cut through that, but again, I'm not a person who advocates drinking or not drinking. Like I personally love having a beer or two. I love whiskey, but I'm not taking it to a point where I'm like every Friday and every Saturday, I'm gonna have at least four to six beers or like have six shots of my whiskey because that's what I do. It's like, no, I usually have two drinks and that's it. That's my, like that's all I need because I, I just drink for the taste. Like I really thoroughly enjoy a good craft beer and good whiskey, but some people use it as an escape and that's a whole another discussion that you'd have to get into. But I want you, and I think I'm gonna do a part two to this, I want you to start thinking about the negative thoughts, the negative people in your life and how you could possibly influence a little change in your life where you could maybe get rid of it, maybe have some tough conversations, maybe even cut some people out of your life. So I'm gonna end it there. Hopefully you enjoyed my little ramble that was just under 11 minutes. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out, hit the show notes, 
add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel because I post a lot of content, a lot. And the more subscribers I have, the more people I'm gonna reach, the more people I'm gonna help. So it's on you guys to help me grow this thing as much as me. So until next time, that's it. What's up my podcast listeners? This um, this is take two of this episode because I was uh, driving and everything was recording. I had the video going and for some reason when I went to go you know, strip the audio and upload everything, um, the video recorded but the audio wasn't there. It started like 10 minutes in and now I have to redo this episode so I apologize for those who like to watch me when I do these episodes but I guess I have to redo my my thing on this episode so bear with me I'm gonna try to remember everything that I said on my drive here so last week we talked about negativity we kind of focused on you know the environment the people and how it can influence your success with weight loss and every other facet in life. So today we're going to kind of really spearhead people. And if you've been following my show for a while, you know that I have brought up this topic and idea of constantly auditing your inner circle. And to some... It may sound a little harsh, um, but in the end, it is worthwhile because when you have negative people in your life, they tend to suck the soul out of you without even knowing. And then that influences who you are as a person who you are at work, at home, everything. So I want to give an example. And before I even get into this example, because my brain's kind of all over the place with this, um, trying to remember back to my first take on this is, there is a saying that the five people that you spend most time with becomes the sum of who you are. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you name it, you become the sum of who they are. So now maybe think about who are the five people that you spend you know, your time with the most. Friends, family, your partner. Just start really, really start thinking about that. Maybe you spend time with a coworker that you absolutely hate, but you're forced to work with them. They influence who you become as a person. And that's a scary thought. And this is why I put a huge emphasis on eliminating negative people out of my own life. And sometimes it becomes a very hard situation, becomes a very difficult conversation to have, or it's one of those band-aids you just need to rip to finally feel free. I want to share 
a personal example of mine. I had a friend who was in my life for about seven years. And they were always kind of on that side of like, no filter, they say what's on their mind, they're very direct, type A personality. And for the longest time, I was just like, oh, you know, that's who they are. That's how they navigate through life. And seven years ago, and even like a couple years ago, I was a very much a person where I just wanted everyone else around me to be okay. I wanted everyone else to be happy, on good terms, everything for them. And, you know, that categorizes me as an empath. And, you know, it's a good trait to have, but sometimes empaths tend to forget about themselves. And that's where I kind of fell into. Now, the tough thing is I allowed this behavior to continue. I never stood up for myself. I never said, hey, you know, that's kind of taking it too far. And a couple examples of this is like imagine having someone in your life for seven years where say you're really excited about something. And in my case, there was like times where I was like really excited to sign up for a course or, you know, was thinking about this thing for my business. And right away they would shut it down and be like, why would you want to do that? That is a terrible idea rather than having someone supportive where they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds so cool. Like, tell me more about it. Like, wouldn't that be nice to have in your life? That when you bring up something you're excited about, maybe you're a little vulnerable about it, and having someone being like, bro, or I got you. That is awesome. I can't wait for you to accomplish that. But instead, have someone take that little glimmer of hope And just pull it down and throw that shit away. Different outlook on the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year in your life when you have someone like that. Now, the times where I wanted to be myself, the same person would shoot it down. Like, why the hell are you wearing that? You look like an idiot. Or they would make fun of me showing my true personality. And that takes a hit on your emotional and spiritual level quite a bit. To a point where to this day, I have tendencies where I don't feel comfortable expressing who I am fully. And it just takes time. And like, you know, I haven't had contact with this person for... And say five years, but their scars are still there, you know? So imagine having a person like this in your life, and maybe you already have someone like this. Maybe this person's been around for seven years, kind of like my situation. Now imagine if you were able to eliminate that toxic relationship, that toxic, cancerous person in your life how much your life would improve. I remember where I just cut the tie completely. I just cut it off, ripping the Band-Aid off. And the weight that was lifted off my shoulder, shoulders and life, I, I can't even put into words how amazing it felt 
to have that relief of that this person's never going to show up in my life again and I can be who I am. And as hard as it was, the moment I let go, my life transformed. My business improved. My happiness level improved. My confidence like soared through the fucking roof. I was more ambitious. My relationship improved. And the interesting thing with all of this is, you know, I've been with my wife for 15 years. And she's been telling me during that seven-year period of this friendship that they were toxic. But again, I was too nice of a person to be like, no, I don't want to, you know, go ahead and say anything because I don't want to ruffle any feathers. But sometimes you just need to step in and take care of the shit. And kind of going back to trying to show who I am and having those scars, I remember, you know, finding a new friend and they were such a supportive person. They were so had such an optimistic view on life. And anytime I showed my true self, they were like, yes, I love it. And I was like, Oh, this is like the first time where I could feel safe to do something like this. And the amount of personal growth I had from this whole experience is ridiculous. And I honestly contribute it, contribute like my success that I've seen so far in my life to that pivotal moment where I started eliminating negative people in my life. So imagine for me, this was just one person. Imagine for you if you did one person every couple of years, but they truly have to be someone that pull, like you physically feel like they pull you into the ground. And the sad thing about this is sometimes you don't realize it, like in my case, but I'm so thankful that I had my wife that was able to see past that because it's a little bit different when you have someone on the outside looking in and they understand you as a person, they care for you. You need to surround yourself with people that will lift you up, be positive, and will be there when you fall. This is the biggest stuff that I always talk about. And something as simple as the people that you hang around with are probably going to impact your success rate on weight loss. Because when you have negative people in your life, you tend to be negative. You tend to have a really bad outlook on life. Your motivation goes down to shit. So how are you supposed to use that to better yourself? It's going to be very difficult. So I'm going to leave it at that because I know I can chat for a really long time and end up being here for an hour talking about my past life experiences. But this was kind of fun um, going more into a kind of serious thing because usually when I do my podcasts in the car, the short ones, is just like on the fly and whatever comes up, comes up. But because I had to do this a second time, I really dove into how I felt. And I think that was kind of a good thing. So I guess it was a blessing in disguise. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry if there's no video. Um, I look like absolute horseshit to actually film and record at the same time. But um, thank you so much for the support. You guys are amazing. 
please subscribe to my YouTube channel by hitting the show notes and also adding me on Facebook and Instagram so you can see all the stuff that I'm posting about fitness and health. And that is it for me, you guys. Until next time. What is up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafam Shevsky, and I am hoping that my audio does not cut out and get delayed like it did last time. But the only thing is that my tracking capabilities is not going to happen on this one. So I apologize. I'm going to have to manually move my hand in order for you to see my entire face. So I'm going to get right into it because this is probably going to be just a 10 minute episode. And we're going to get into part three of our negativity series. So we kind of covered, you know, auditing your inner circle, the people in your life, figuring out how to do that, having those difficult conversations. But uh, the other facet of this equation is your environment. And yes, people are part of your environment, but there are some environments that not only do they have negative people, but they also have negative, I wouldn't say feelings, like the best way to describe it is just the environment itself, right? Because usually people who are toxic and negative, they kind of create this aura of negativity around them and then that kind of bleeds into um, where you are. So the example I'm going to use is your work environment. How many times have you had a job where, oh, now you can't see me. (laughs) This stabilizer, I tell you. Um, Where, you know, there's a group of people, one person that you can tell that you don't get along with and they can influence so much in your work environment where you end up feeling depressed, alone, um, just unmotivated, and that can spill into your personal life. It's one thing to like work in an environment like that, but you know, you have that one coworker, that one person in your life where they really make the difference of your workplace where you're like, you know what, just because of this one person, I'm, I'm going to continue coming. And I've actually had this happen to me where I was in a really shitty work environment and I had a couple people where we became really good friends, my coworkers, and they were the only reasons why, you know, I put up with the bullshit and the moment they left holy shit did I realize I was in a bad situation like I felt trapped I felt like I couldn't breathe and that was when I realized how much you know people can influence your happiness levels like I can't imagine um for anyone who goes to a work environment where 
everything and everyone is causing you some sort of distress and it only takes one person to make it worthwhile and then they leave and then you are on your own and sometimes that's the wake-up call where you're like shit I need to reevaluate my work situation because over the years of working like I've been working since I was like 15 years old so I've had a lot of jobs throughout my career and when I took on jobs I would always pick up extra shifts I would always do this I would always go above and beyond and I've seen so many different managers I've seen so many different um, employees come and go and the biggest thing that I've seen is that when you don't have a good work environment holy shit does your life get terrible because if you really think about it the average person works 40 hours a week at their job and if you're one of those people who has a job that <clears throat> requires um, more than the 40 hours and you're bringing work home and you have that added stress you're probably not going to be very happy and you're not, probably not going to be very motivated to put out a little bit more effort right because when it comes to fitness and health it's putting in extra effort to make it happen right so if I could influence my work environment to support me and not the other way around because that's what most businesses are is they want to be supported by the workers but most businesses kind of lose the vision of you're there to support your workers not the other way around when you do that the business ends up <clears throat> becoming successful like it's not rocket science treat your human beings in your building with dignity integrity and empathy and they end up going above and beyond for the company like <laughs> like the amount of stories I've heard from other people or even clients and people who I interview for my clinic where they've had shitty managers and shitty coworkers that do some nasty stuff and they ended up staying there for two years and the two years that they were there were completely miserable like fuck if I was in that environment I, w I would probably not work out either like you need to surround yourself not only with people that will help you you know elevate your life but also the environments that you are in and work environments are probably the one of the places that we spend the most time so if you're working in a place that one doesn't appreciate who you are and what you do you should probably now start looking for a different place right my challenge is that I want <clears throat> god my throat what is going on my challenge for you guys is to improve your work environment just by 10%, right? I know it's a scary thought to like, you know what, I'm jumping ship, I'm gonna jump both of my feet out. See if you can, you know, change the work environment by, by 10%. Like imagine being happier by 10%, that's huge. But sometimes it's out of your control. Like sometimes companies are just stuck in their ways, your manager's an asshole, and your coworkers are ding-dongs, and you can't do anything about it. So it might be time to look for other options because I swear like there are places out there that respect their employees that don't hire ding-dongs like I said before and you can thrive 
Imagine the place that you spend the most time in gives you, you know, purpose. It gives you feeling. It gives you a sense of belonging. It gives you a sense of you're doing more to help the world. You're going to have like unlimited motivation to do anything. And that's where prioritizing fitness and health comes in. Imagine, you know, you wake up tomorrow and you're like, fuck yeah, another new day, can't wait to go to work, can't wait to crush it, and then I'm gonna go to the gym and do the same thing. Like that's a huge, huge difference than waking up and going, fuck, it's only Tuesday, I need to get through eight hours somehow today and try to keep people off my radar because they're micromanaging me and then I need to go to the gym because my health is shit and people keep telling me that I need to exercise and then when that eight hour day is done, you're probably gonna talk yourself out of going to the gym, right? It's like, (laughs) there's so many things that influence your success and negativity is a huge one, huge. And I've seen this with so many people and Sometimes, like, if you really ask somebody if they had a high-paying job but they're completely miserable at it, if you ask them, like, if you took a 30% pay cut but you were happy every single day, would you take it? People in a heartbeat would take it. And actually, funny enough, I think maybe two years ago, I think uh, Harvard Business, I believe, did a little, like, survey study about this where they asked a bunch of employees at various different uh, it's called uh, businesses where they were unhappy 